my name is Lauren Lemunyan. Uh, I also go by the Spitfire Coach. Uh, so I'm going to get a little into personal branding and I want to thank Innovation Women for inviting me to speak. I'm actually a member of Innovation Women. Um, so with that, it's a speakers bureau, there's tons of education that goes along with it and there's some awesome badass women that are doing some amazing things. And when they asked me to do this workshop on personal branding, I was like, you want me to do what? And they said, well, you focus on getting to the core of what people do, who they are, what they want to do. And you help them exude that out. So we see that as personal branding. I was like, you know what? That's not too far off. So let's see how this goes. So I'm going to give you kind of the atypical version of personal branding. And if you disagree with me, if you want to challenge me, if you're like, what are you talking about? This is going to be interactive. So I hope you guys are comfortable. Feel free to jump out of your seats. Get hyped up. We're going to be spending the next hour together. And hopefully we will tap into personal branding, what you're looking to get out of it, and all that jazz. Now, if you're wondering who this little stud muffin is, this is Rico Suave. He's 10 and a half now, so I try to show this picture as much as possible, because he's not that cute anymore. <laughs> um, so I am a professional certified coach. I have over 1,000 coaching hours. Um, I've been doing this full time for three years, and before that, it was in association management, running nonprofits, helping them with branding, doing marketing, and all that. So I get to really live in my passion now and help other people tap into that. Uh, so all that stuff. So I now work with uh, people in startups, tech, media design, real estate, nonprofits, and all that fun stuff. Um, so I also host a podcast uh, called the Spitfire Podcast. So it's a weekly show. Feel free to check that out, spitfirepodcast.com. I've got a book you guys can check out later. I won't waste your time talking about it now. We can talk about it over some drinks over here. Um, and I'm also a rapper. I do cover rap. I'm known as Jersey Fresh with no vowels because ain't nobody got time for ease. If you don't believe me, go ahead and Google that. <laughs> People always laugh at that. I'm not sure why. All right, so here's what we're going to cover today. Personal branding. What is it? Why does it matter? How do we use it? And how do we create it? So who here, by a show of hands, feels rock solid about their personal brand? All right, you've come to the right place. So my intention for you, I'm all about intentions, is to get you guys feeling a little more sturdy in your footing about it. So when you think about personal branding, what comes to mind? Yes. Your personal story and journey through your career. Awesome. Anybody else? Something that recognizes, that stands out as you. Something that stands that's out as you. Something that's recognizable. I love that. Did you have your hand up? How you present yourself. How you present yourself. Awesome. Your, your signature and presentation to the world. I should have had you guys write this presentation. That's good. Now, how many people have gone onto social media and you see all these things about your personal brand and everybody has a personal brand? Now, I don't know about you, but like four or five years ago, I had no idea what personal branding was. It was like this mythical unicorn creature that everyone had to have, but nobody knew what the hell it was. So, we can simplify this and make this a little bit more attainable. And that's my hope for you, is that this isn't a mythical, unattainable process that you need a team of 27 in order to execute. This is something that you can start incorporating today. Sound good? Okay, awesome. So along with this, we're gonna talk about the additional aspects that go into your personal brand. So a lot of times when you see people pitching 
you know, branding, that they're usually focusing on these aspects. And I consider these these sprinkles to your awesome ice cream sundae. So what happens if you don't have the ice cream sundae and you got a bunch of sprinkles? You just got sprinkles. Nothing to put them on, and they just feel really sad. So basically, this is the structure for you to put all of the tactics and expression on. So we're going to build that up first and foremost, and then we can focus on the tone and voice, the logos, whether you need a logo or not, uh, taglines, colors, and fonts. So this is what we're going to cover. And if there's anything that you're looking to get out of today, feel free to chime in, ask. This is your time. I want to make this as, as valuable and interactive as possible. Okay? All right. I love quotes. Do you guys like quotes? Awesome. So your personal brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. What do you think people are saying about you? Is it in line with what you think about you? I saw this quote and I was, uh, I was moved because I was like, oh shit, maybe people don't <laughs> think the same thing that I think here. But this is your lasting legacy before you enter a room and when you leave that room. So what are you leaving with them that captures your brand in their mind, in their heart, in their spirit that makes them want to keep coming back to you? Okay, so what is personal branding? You guys did a great job defining this. It's the ongoing, this is the definition of it, so I had to get technical. It's the ongoing process of establishing a prescribed image or impression in the mind of others. So we're kind of drilling in this reinforced message about ourselves with other people. It's consistency. It's how we connect to our customers. Now, we are more distracted than we've ever been. We've got smartphones pinging us left and right. We've got email messages. We've got competing priorities. We've got jobs. We've got bills to pay. We've got places to be, people to see. So how do we get through the noise as a brand when there's probably 100 other people attempting to do the same thing? This is where your personal brand helps you to expose what you're good at, what you're amazing at, what you're known for, so that people create that memory about you. So when someone says, I need someone who does copywriting, who do I know? You're the first person they think of. Or if you're a photographer who specializes in taking infant portraits in cute little uh, cabbage patch style things, I have a friend who does it, <laughs> that's who they immediately think of. So that specific niche or, or value that you bring immediately comes to mind. Your personal brand is also who you are and what you do, so it's all part of it. So it's not just about the activity, but how you make people feel when you're doing it. So someone said this, it's what we stand for. Our values, our actions, and our abilities. Now who here is clear on their values? Good, okay. This is where it all starts, and I think this is where people get really tripped up in the tactics. So those sprinkle moments, when we don't focus on our values of what we stand for, what gets us up in the morning, what inspires us, we lose focus. So this is where that whole like shiny object syndrome of like, I could do this, I could do that, I could do that. And then before you know it, you've lost your way, you're overwhelmed, and you just don't bother doing it. So when we can focus on our values, then we're clear on our actions and our abilities that are in alignment with those values. And I think this is the key piece that people forget when they're doing personal branding of spending the time in the beginning to focus on who they are from a value standpoint. 
Forget the external stuff. Who are you at the core? And along with that, what is your value promise? What are you promising to the other person in your interaction, in your transaction, and in your final conversation? So all of these things are in alignment. And the brand is kind of the structure that it all lives in. So personal branding is not like you know, needing to be a Nabisco or a Kraft or a Toyota, but it's who you are. You are the vehicle for all of these elements. So what kind of car are you driving? I'm not driving any car. I take car to go and Uber. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. So what does an iceberg have to do with it? This is not an analogy for Titanic. You're not going to have a jack moment with the diamond going to the sea. So this is what we show. It's what comes out of the surface of the water. It's what we're showing. It's how we show, showed up today. It could be what you're expressing, your body language, the accessories you wear, whether you wear makeup or not, whether you wear glasses. This is what we show. It's how we show up to the world, how we enter the room. Underneath the service is what's actually going on. It's who we are, and it's what's really going on in our head. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend the book Presence by Amy Cuddy. So this is the alignment between all of the internal and external factors, confidence-wise, that shows up. And when they all click together, we show up, and we're super present. Now, when things are not going on, how you want them to under the surface, what do you think it does to the top? So if all this is breaking apart underneath the surface, what happens to the top of the iceberg? It melts, it breaks apart, it's kind of breaking apart there. But you're holding on for dear life to keep shining, you're there, you're there, but it keeps shifting. So it's harder to control it. But when we can embrace what's going on and accept what's going on on the top, we can show up authentically. And I know that that word and that term is kind of overused because people don't really know what it is. And it's just about being you and showing up as you. Now, there is a difference here. This is about controlling the message on what we pop up with. A lot of people think that they need to overexpose and share all the aspects. If that is not part of your personal brand, that doesn't need to come up to the surface. It can be part of your personal life. Yes, it does exist. Even with social media, you can have a personal life and private life that does not get exposed. So this is what we choose right here, is what we choose to show. And that's what the personal brand is all about. The choice. This is also a choice. All of it's a choice. So this is about 10% of what we show. The rest is about 90%. So where do you think you need to focus the most on? The 90%. How do you do that? Focus on your values. Focus on your values. Self-care is huge. How many people have a good self-care practice? Yeah! <laughs> more and more hands on that. The more that you take care of the 90% of you, the more the 10% shows up. It's easier, it goes with the flow. It's part of you. It creates one entity here. Okay, so why does this matter in the long run? 
when we're in alignment, when all this stuff is working together, it's going to attract the customers you want, which is ultimately going to increase your earning potential. Who doesn't want to make more money? Right? Now think about the companies that you've done business with, that you're thinking about doing business with. What are some of those values that are like, yes, I can do business with you. I trust you. What are some of those elements? Transparency. Transparency. Yeah, so community involvement, but it sounds like the, that the actions match the values. Yeah, yes. Good communication. Good communication, yeah. So what happens if you put like a brand statement out there, but you don't communicate it? You don't, like Patagonia didn't communicate that, that people went out and, and voted. Would you know about it? I, I read about it on social media. Yeah, so somebody told somebody about it. <laughs> Yeah, so communication is a huge part of it. Like, if you're proud about the brand, the brand statement, its alignment with your values, are you sharing it? Is it worth sharing? How are you sharing it? The vehicle that it's coming out with needs to be in alignment in the same way that you are to your brand and to the message that's going out to your customers and the community and potential customers. Okay? So it also matters because it allows us to focus on the services and products that we're creating. So as a coach, my brain is constantly going with programming, blogs, books, podcasts, and I have to keep coming back to my values to see if is this in alignment or am I doing busy work? There's, there's a coach out there, I'm blanking on her name right now, but she talks about the bankruptcy pyramid. Is anyone familiar with this? So it's essentially, we're focusing on all these things that don't serve our core need that makes us money. So if you think of things like going in 17 different directions, what are the things that are square in the core of you that you know are making you money? Are we focusing on the distractions because they're easy, because they're shiny, because we're unclear about the core? So this is where getting back to how does this serve my values in my brand? We're always going back. If we feel that, that pull in our body of like, exhaustion, overwhelm. We are the best indicator when we're out of alignment with our brand. So for me, I feel it in my gut and I feel it in my shoulders. For other people, they'll feel a block in their throat where they get the tensing up in their temple. Stress is an amazing indicator to indicate when you're not in alignment. Now, when you feel in alignment, where does it show up in your body? Like when you're like, yes, I know who I am. I know what I'm doing. I know who I'm serving. How does it feel? Energizing. Where, does it, where do you feel energized in your body? In the spine. Posture. Yeah. The shoulders may be rolling back. You're like taking a big exhale and inhale. You're like, yeah. You feel lighter. The weight of the world has just disappeared. That is flow. So when you're in alignment, when you're, when you're being who you are, doing what you do for who you want to do it for, that's when you know that you're hitting those marks. Now, when you start to veer off and start to chase, that's where those indicators come in. So this is the reminder to listen to your body. This is where self-care comes in. But just taking that pause to check, am I in or out of alignment? Okay. Also, once we have those values and the brand figured out, then we have a centralized mission and vision. 
which is super important when you're doing any type of budgeting, strategic planning, partnerships. I don't know about you, but like when people come in that are like, yes, we should totally do a project together, we should partner up, and you just feel it in your gut like something's not right, that's when you can go to the values within your personal brand. And you can take that moment to be like, you know what, this doesn't really work for me right now. So when you have that centralized mission and vision, you have the guidelines of how you want to operate going forward. So once you have that, you can start knocking stuff out. You've got increased productivity and efficiency. You are super hyper-focused on that target. And then when you're doing messaging, you can actually be on message and have the tone figured out because you know who you are, what you do, and who you do it for. So when you can understand your audience, you're having that, that direct communication in all of your messaging. So a lot of times we get wrapped up in our head in assumption of what we think people need, but when we're in that alignment, everything starts to line up. So it's just like I'm having a conversation with you right now. In my email, in my social media, if I'm texting, any imaging is going to be geared towards you. Okay? And who doesn't want to be known as the authority? Who here feels like they're an expert in authority in their field? What are you an authority in? Event planning. Event planning. Awesome. Travel. Travel. Where else we got experts? Authorities. Yes. Data science. Data science. Yes. Anybody else? This is where the ownership comes in. So the more that you can chisel it back, you may not feel like you're gonna win the Nobel Peace Prize in what you do, but you gotta feel like you're the authority on X. So that when people think of you, they're gonna say, you are the authority. I'm gonna refer you out. I'm gonna use your services. Okay? All right, so how do we use it? It's the basics. It's when we show up. It's when we're writing. It's when we're entering a room. And then when we want to create that buzz. So my boyfriend said to me, um, more mystery, less history. Does anybody know that? that <laughs> so it, in dating, like you don't really want to give all your history. <laughs> I was like, no, you're going to get all of the history and you're just going to deal with it. But this is the difference between sharing your story and not your diary. So being very selective in creating that buzz. So you kind of are teasing people out of like the sound bites of you, but you're not giving the whole history. So high level, high action point, what does the authority, the expert of this know about you? What do they need to know about you to tempt you in for that conversation? And when you think of your personal brand, you wanna be able to clearly and efficiently demonstrate who you are, what you do, and what you believe. So this is the differentiator. So if they know who you are and what you do, that's great. But maybe your beliefs and their beliefs are polar opposites. You know, there's some people that you probably don't want to do business with. Maybe you, you're a faith-based organization and, you, and you're not comfortable working with some people. Maybe there's a gender preference in who you work with. You know, it's not clearly stating it, but maybe it's in the subtleties that come across in your messaging that prefer certain areas so that when someone reads it they get it like maybe not for me but maybe for someone else or you're speaking my language I want to work with you 
Okay? And it's also, we want to be able to change and clarify perceptions. So if you have a, a personal brand that is super clean and professional and like people get you by what they see and hear about you, then you're changing their perceptions of what they used to be. And it's so subtle. The font that you use, the colors that you use, the, the words that you use, the language, the tone, it all paints a story before you ever enter the room there. So we want to use the, the personal branding to be our hype person. I don't travel around with one. I probably should. I would love that. So imagine that your, per, your personal brand is, is like the person who enters the stage and is about to, to get the crowd riled up and you're about to come on. So they're the person that's saying, this is this person. You should, you should hire them. You should be intrigued. Are you ready? That's your personal brand. And ultimately, your personal brand is there to influence. And I'm using that in quotes because that word, influencer, I'm over it. Who else is over it? Yes. OK. Think of influence as persuade, entice. But you know, people get this tripped up with personal brand. Like influencer and personal branding has become like synonymous. And I want to I divorce them. I want them to go back to being single and seeing other people. You know? So this, your brand is there to influence people to make a decision in order to hire you or not. It's another quote. Yay. All right. So this is another good one. So I just went back. At the center of your being, you have the answer. You know who you are, and you know what you want. How many people believe this quote? Yeah. What does it mean to you? Everything. Everything. How many people trust this? Yeah. This is where a lot of people get tripped up because they don't listen to themselves. They listen to experts and authorities who tell them who they're supposed to be. And then we get tripped up into the comparison mode of who you think you're supposed to be on Instagram, on Facebook, on your website, and you start throwing tens of thousands of dollars at it, and you probably lose a lot of sleep because you think you should be somewhere else. And this is the reminder to get back to yourself. How many people own their own business here? Okay. How many people want to own their own business? Awesome. Get back to why. You know, what do you want and why? If you're looking for someone else to give you that answer, you're not going to find it. It's their answer. It's their perception of what they think your answer is. But if you can't answer this, this is where you should get really quiet with yourself. If you're a person who likes to talk things out with other people, talk it out with yourself. Because you know what you want. But there's something that's preventing you from getting there. Yes, ma'am. Here, I want people to hear you. Uh, I, have a, I think that this is a great quote, and I know I don't know if anyone else is job hunting or you know change careers or you know finish a degree or so forth. But you, I guess, a lot of us that are in that position know what we want, but a lot of people are telling us we're not there yet. 
don't have X amount of experience or you know our personal brand isn't where we need to be to have X amount of skill sets. So I guess I just wanted to comment on that because I'm at this crossroads right now where it's like, I know what I want, I know I can do it, but I'm being told constantly from a lot of people that I'm not there yet. I can't get what I want. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you can't get what you want. Yeah. Even today, I got told that. Even today. So what do you... I'm going to hand... We're going to have a little convo. Actually, do we have the other mic? Yeah. I want to do a little convo here. You guys don't mind. We're going to do a little, little live coaching. All right. So I want to dig in here of... You hear someone say, you're not there yet. You can't have what you want. What did you hear them say? I was told, um, I was told that you can't find, you need to, you know, go to get X amount of certified training. So it's like, I don't have a passion for marketing. I've been, like everything I do, you know, everything I read is about it. And so every job that I've had has touched upon it. And my volunteer work, et cetera. But this person, you know, everything's going digital now in marketing. Mm -hmm. And this person was really focused on that area. Mm -hmm. So they were telling me that, you know, even though you have this experience, it's not going to get you what you want right now, and you need to go back and get this certification, get this training, get this and that, and maybe in two to three years you can get to where you're looking to get to. Okay. So when they... The coach at my university. Okay. So when you heard that person say that to you, what did you hear them say to you? I heard they said to me, and I told them, I don't think that's true. Okay. So what do you think they were asking of you? I think they were asking me to be, to have tunnel vision. Okay. And they, they were telling me to not think out of the box. Okay. So when you think of that environment, that position, was it in alignment with your values? It, that position, it aligned with my interests. It aligned with my values, but that's, I guess my point is my passion is marketing, but marketing isn't, oh, it isn't right and that's where that's where the disconnect was with that conversation right. so so the fact that there is a person in an environment telling you this is the box that we need you to fit in is that in alignment with your values no okay <laughs> so this is where that clear picture is of understanding who you are what you want to do and who you want to do it for the who you want to do it for can be the company you're working for the clients that you're working with but if any of those elements are not in alignment you're going to feel it yeah, so that wasn't the best fit for you. Right. So rather than, you can take it many ways. You can say, you know what, maybe I should go brush up and get some more certification if this is an area I want to go in, or maybe this isn't the place for me. Right, but that was, it was a coach that was supposed to show me my options. So that was the difference. It wasn't like a job recruiter. It was me reaching out to a coach for advice on my experience so I can- I'm gonna swallow down my judgment right now. That's where I was, all right, so this is my big issue. I'm going I'm to go on my soapbox a little bit. This is my issue with coaches. So a coach is there to help you find your answer, not to provide judgment and a box to put you in. If marketing is your passion, there are many ways that you can explore that. Yeah, and you would not be happy in a place that said, you need to have X, Y, and Z certifications, and you're going to market in our plan this way right now. You seem like a creative person, right? Yeah. Yes, you want to make magic happen. You want to do things. So for someone to say, you need to do it this way because I know everything. That's not the role of a coach. That's a consultant. 
So I'm just going to smack that down a little bit. And if you have people who come up and say their coaches look for their accreditation. So yes. Because I think the way you just explained that to me, the way you just explained that to me said, okay, not that that wasn't a good plan for you or a good path, is that maybe um, I'm, I'm not sure what you're interested in doing or what the path looks like, but maybe you say there's more credibility for you that should be um, picked up so you could be successful in what you're doing. You know, maybe instead of, I don't want to come off the wrong way here. Go ahead. I think um, a, something that I really work on all the time is looking at the information people give me and trying to turn it around so that I'm not offended by it in any way. I wasn't an opportunity yeah, certification. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was, I just think telling someone like, that wasn't have, for you. You don't have job opportunities. Oh. You need to start back, you know, to ground zero. It was, you know, I'm limiting, I'm limiting. So there's yeah. a context. Yeah, I believe, yeah, the, the, what she was saying was true in that realm, okay. 100%, and I'm getting that certification now. But to say that you don't have opportunities for you right now because you don't have these things. Yeah. That's what we call a limiting belief. Yeah. So a lot of times people will put their own personal experience and chalk it up and project it all over you. So this is where when you understand your values and what's important to you, if you're starting to feel that in your body, like your, your gut's like, this doesn't feel right, this is where you go back to you. Who you are, what you do. Like there's, there are nuggets in that. If you can take the nuggets out of getting more certification, professionalizing what you're doing, take it for what it's worth. This is where being inspired and then comparing differ. So if you're gonna spend time on social media, get inspired. And when you start to feel that little comparison rabbit hole coming in, this is where you need to shut it down. Did anything come up for anybody else when they saw this that you guys wanna dive into? All right, let's do it. Well, actually, it's something that you said as it related to it, My kind of question was, what if your values, um, specifically socially, um, don't make you stand apart? And especially when you have other people that saturate the space that kind of have some of the same things. So give me an example. What's, what's a value that you think is like everybody else, that you think everybody else has and just makes you run of the mill? Yeah, but who are you? What experience do you give people? So what, what sets me apart is a customized experience that's not necessarily run in the mill. It's totally catered to who my interests are. Mm -hmm. But I feel like to a certain extent, you know, everybody wants that opportunity. Sure. So let's, let's say I'm book, you book travel. Yes. Let's say I'm booking travel with you and I just went on the most amazing vacation. What am I saying about you and your service? I mean, that I put together a quality experience. Go, go deeper. Go deeper. What are you saying about me? That I'm trustworthy and that um, I care about the type of experience that you have. I want you to um, 
I guess there's like a level of selflessness because I'm available all the time for problems. What do you treat me like? Yeah, you heard me. Deliver that Expedia package. It was customized, as you said earlier. Mm -hmm. So, who do you treat me like? Actually, I say that I treat you like you're myself. Like I treat you with the same care and attention that I would do for myself, mm -hmm. which is above and beyond. Yeah. Now, is that what everybody else offers? Guess not. No. See, this is this is a great point. I'm glad that you brought this up. We take for granted the awesomeness that we provide for other people. We think we just do it, it's so easy. But this is where you need to kind of pull back and take it from the customer's experience of how do I make them feel after they've just worked with me? What are they saying about me to their friends and family when they're recommending me? What do I leave them feeling with? Do I leave them feeling empowered and awesome and confident? Do I leave them feeling taken care of and nurtured? Do I leave them feeling smacked all around and you know called out? Think of that experience, and that's the differentiator. So you're not just a travel agent. You're not just booking travel. That's the service you provide. But your touch, your personal brand, is the sprinkles on top. <laughs> OK. Anyone else? <laughs> So this is, this is where this all comes in, because if you're already playing it safe and saying, well, I do what everybody else does, why do I bother? You're, you're taking your personal brand out of it. So this is where we start to stir things up a bit, and it checks us on the places that we're playing safe and that we're kind of selling ourselves short on. Okay? Thank you for sharing. All right. This is why I love quotes, because they, they bring stuff up that we're not really thinking about. And if you guys need any refreshments, go for it. All right, so how do we use it? We talked about this. Know your why. Why are you doing this business? Why are you getting in this field for this job? So why do you do what you do? Why does it matter? Why do you, why do, you do it the way you do it? So if it's about creating this experience for people, why do you do it? Well. You would want it done that way if, you were if someone was booking travel for you. And why do you get up every day to do it? What gets you excited about marketing, about booking travel, about running events? Get back to the core of why you're doing what you're doing. And if you're feeling like, you know what, I'm not really passionate about what I'm doing, think about the activities that make you feel that way. And this will help give you some clarity around shifts or directions and usually it's right under your nose at about a two to three degree shift the other piece is owning your differences and this is we're actually going to do an activity together which is your unique selling proposition we just walked through it and we're going to chisel down even more so that you got that solid statement that personal branding statement about you and you can use it on your website you can put it on bumper stickers and t-shirts you can get some balloon art no, I'm just that's your brand, go for it. And you attract in your tribe. I came up with this affiliate support posse, ASP. Other people who are in alignment with your values doing similar things that are going to challenge you to be better because they respect you. And in that way, you help challenge them to be better too. 
These are not those hangers on that are like, we should collaborate, and they're really just there to tap into the intellectual property. I just did a podcast two weeks ago about this. I went on a crazy rant about it. If you thought the coaching rant was bad, holy crap. I was like, listen, every time you want to pick my brain and take me out to coffee, you are stealing my intellectual property. You're a thief. Keep that in your mind. If you are providing a service, you deserve to get paid for it. Right? Yes. Yes. Your services are valuable. Your expertise is valuable. You are valuable. Ladies, charge. Man, charge. (laughs) Charge your worth. And guess what? Add a zero to the left of the decimal point because I know you're not charging enough. I feel like we need another session on this. (laughs) We have to come back. So think about who is your ideal customer and client? Who do you want to be working with? And then who are the people that are around you that you want to bring in to help support you on your vision, on your growth, that are in alignment with your personal brand? So if you think about your website and you had a page of affiliates, think about who they would be. Who are the people that are helping you along your way that you would easily refer in two seconds to someone else you're doing business with? That's the easiest way to think of this. If you wouldn't refer them to someone else that you, that you respect their opinion, they are not in your ASP. And they, these may be friends too. So as you start to get clearer on your values, you may be dropping some weight. Just gonna give you the heads up on that. It's happened a lot. It's not fun, but it's necessary. All right, so this is your unique selling proposition. This is the equation that we're gonna focus on today. So this is your brand statement, that USP here. So we want to encapsulate it in one to two sentences. I think one is best, feel free to do two. So what you do, plus who you do it for, plus how you do it. You can have it in any order, but this is going to create your unique selling proposition. So if you have a piece of paper, if you have a pen, if you just have your phone and you want to put it on the notes section, we're going to go over this. So whether you are applying for jobs, you want to apply for a job, you have a business, you want to start a business, this is going to help you with all of this. So the key is to make it memorable. Keep it simple and make it yours. So this is not going to be your job title or your personal mission statement and it's not your career objectives or life purpose. So this is not gonna be that paragraph on the top of your resume. We're gonna throw that out. This can be used later on, but this is going to be that nugget that goes out into the universe that people are like, yes, I get who you are, okay? So let's focus on this a little bit. I'm gonna give you guys some examples so we can chisel this and then we can get into your stuff. Okay, so I want, I want us to go over these and I want you to tell me what you like or you don't like about it. And then we're gonna go over how we would change it. Okay, so the first one is, I help busy professionals maximize their day with tailored time management strategies. Do we like it, don't like it, neutral? We got neutral, thumbs up, neutral. Any thumbs down? All right, for the neutrals, I got, I got them. What do you got? What suggestions would you make to amplify this?
So I would specify. Specificity, I think, is key. Awesome. Any other suggestions? OK. Great suggestion on that. All right, next one. I build houses for people who can afford them. <laughs> oh, we got a thumbs down. Lots of thumbs down. All right, who wants to tell me what they would do to change this? <laughs> All right, so give me an example. What what would you what would you change specifically? Let's let's create a, a good USP. Sure. Um, let's see. I build uh, I don't know, luxury houses for um, uh, for executives' families um, in order to help them to live a more streamed line of life with their families in a close environment. Okay. Something like that. Good job. <laughs> Anybody want to add on to that? Let's, um, let's do it, marketing girl. I think, well, I just think that I build houses. It's just, like, why don't you say, like, like I create your home in a space where you have the office level. Ooh, say that again? Yeah. That's why she does the marketing. That's why she does the marketing. <laughs> yeah, I just think like, you know, like no everyone's looking at a house as like a object or, you know, something but it's like it's where you're living, it's what you're experiencing, it's what you wake up to every day. So like build on that, like that experience that like when you wake up in the morning type of feel. Yeah. Yes, we got snaps. We got snaps. Yeah. So this is where you're creating that emotion and that connection with your customer. So if we looked at that emotion on the first one, how would we tie that in? So if we're using the stressed out moms example, what's the emotion we want that's relaxed? Yeah. Yeah. So problem, solution, how am I solving it? It becomes not about us anymore. Mm -hmm. So, regardless of who you're building houses for, or how you're building them, or making a house or a home, I don't know who's at home first, but everyone eventually wants to have a house built for them, so to make it more aspirational, to say that you build houses for people who want to invest in their future, mm -hmm. or something like that, because then that has someone who's not in that place yet as a potential future audience, as opposed to just your current audience who has a nest egg. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I don't know about you, but if someone's like, yeah, you can't afford it. <laughs> you can't afford this. This isn't for you. It's kind of a turn off. But you know what? If someone had that, you would know immediately that they're not for you. So the more specific people are, even if they're as blunt as that, <laughs> then you know they're not for you. And some people do talk like this. <laughs> right? All right, so the last one, I help companies improve their hiring process through culture-based training. Thumbs up, neutral, down. Down, up. We got a mixed bag here. We got, all right, for the thumbs up, what, so what did you like about the thumbs up? And then we're going to go to the thumbs down. Um, it says how they're going to improve the hiring process. Well, I guess the one thing I would say is why. But it tells who they're helping, how they're going to improve their hiring I think it has specificity, and I think that it has um, like 
like enough information to where you're like, oh, I need culture-based training. I need something that brings me to that next level. Okay. So thumbs down. Yes. You were a thumbs up? You were thumbs down. Yeah. Okay, it was a yes to the thumbs down. <laughs> I'm translating. <laughs> Yeah. So this this is exposing the jargonism that exists, the buzzword, the synergies that exist. If you can't explain it to a third, fourth, fifth grader, you don't know what you're talking about. So a lot of times the people that you're going to be doing business with are not going to understand what you take for granted in your language. So if you can understand their problem, then they know you know the solution. And that's what punches through on your personal brand. So the other question is, what kind of companies? What are the companies? Like, I'm thinking like the big four, like the Boyd and Accenture, who have like no culture. <coughs> like, they're all frank. But is there a diversity problem? Yeah, I don't know. But is that culture-based training affecting, like, that, that just confusing? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, can, I, mean I, I, I used to work at an executive search firm, so that they did culture-based training, so it, it goes through any company, any um, any industry. So it's not like that's just yeah. So there's no like like yeah. Yes. I specifically don't like that statement just because it doesn't speak to who they're trying to hire. And I think for a company, that's the most important thing in the hiring process is to identify the person that's the most qualified, has the most experience to bring to the table, and you can have the best culture-based training, but are you actually finding the best candidates for the job? And I think that's what that statement is not addressing. Yeah, great point. So when you understand who your customer base is, who your ideal client is, what is the real issue that they're experiencing? Are they not getting the talent that they want? So this is already looking at the tactic as opposed to getting to the root issue. So this is where sitting sitting in it a little bit and getting really curious about your client or potential customers, your ideal customers, and getting like, if it's, oh, well, they have problems with recruitment and retention. Well, why? Well, why? Well, why? So it's like asking five levels of why, and then you get down to it. But I think we get, we get stuck at like maybe a level down, and then we think it's okay. But then we start getting statements like this. So if you can't clearly see what the statement is of, of what the company brings. Like, if you don't get that feeling, then you know it's not deep enough. Because these feel pretty surface level, right? But we were talking about before of like creating a home, designing a home in the place that you want, and the stressed out moms finding methods of relaxation. <sighs> I feel like I'm having a spa day. So just by reading that statement, it will trigger something within the reader within you that creates that sentiment. This is where language and tone comes in. All right, so now it's gonna be your turn. So are we feeling like we're ready to start to dive into our USPs? Yes. <laughs> thumbs up, thumbs down, neutral? Yeah, all right, I'm gonna take one. <laughs> all right, so you guys can work with each other if you want, if you're not feeling like 
you want to dive in on your own, you can work solo. I'm totally flexible on this. So these are the three things. I want you to just answer these three questions, and then we'll work on composing them. So if you don't have a scratch piece of paper, feel free to use your phone, chat it out. If you have a question, raise your hand, scream it out. All right, does anybody want to share their responses? You want to come up? All right, we have a brave soul. Yes. Yes, someone has to do it. All right. What's your name? My name is Patricia. This is Patricia. Say hi, Patricia. All right. So what do you do, Patricia? So I'm going to read it. I create events for people. Um, no, I create events that people love just as much as they love the reason for them. Oh. What do we think about that? What do we feel when we hear that? Can you read it again? I, I create events that people love just as much as they love the reason for them. How do we feel? How do you do it? I'm an event planner. Well, I do uh, corporate and social events, so so really at the core, what I do is work with a client uh, to determine what their core values are and to bring that forward. So whether it's a wedding, whether it's a social event, or even a branding event or something on the corporate level, um, I get to the core of the reason they're even having a party to begin with, and I create an environment around that. Can you read your statement again? I'm sorry. I create events that people love just as much as they love the reason for them. I think it's ambiguous to me. It's like day and day, and I don't know what that. It feels like a tagline. Yeah. It feels it feels like like it's it's the intro to a video that you're about to set forth. Yeah. But like when I think of Patricia and I need an event planner, what do I want to know you as doing? Uh, Well, you want to know that I'm an operational badass that will get shit done. I mean, really? <laughs> I don't know that I can put that on a business card, but you know. No, this is your personal brand. You don't have to stick it on a business card. Which, which person do you want to do business with? The first statement or the second statement? Operational bad at that gets shit done. That's who you are. True. Yeah. You're not this, I create the memories. No, you're like, I do create the memories. You do, but you're not, but you're like, I create the memories, God damn it. Yes. I grab events by the throat. <laughs> yeah, so match the energy that you put forth. Okay. So this is, like, people were like, yeah, that's great, but there's something not there. You're an operational badass. You create kick-ass events. I do. You do. Own it. Okay. All right. I like that. Yeah. Keep it. <laughs> Thank you. Next. Anybody else want to come up? All right, come on up. I'm living out my dream of being Maury Povich right now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What's your name first? Oh, my name is Veronica Matthews. Hello, Veronica. Hello. And so I am a life architect who helps women who are living lackluster lives lives on autopilot, create lives of intentional lives and purpose that they love. How do you do it? Through self-discovery and change. What does that mean? 
helping them up to personal breakthroughs and who they are, what they and what they want. How do you do that? Coach. How do you do that? Uh, asking questions, getting to the root of who they are in the core. How do you do it? Mm. Who are you? Who are you? How do you do it? So I am. Tell me who you are. I'm a people lover. I love women. I mean, not in that way. You can. It's cool. <laughs> We're an accepting bunch here. No judgment zone, but I... All good. But, um, but, yeah, I love people. I want to see them happy, successful, and thriving. Mm -hmm. And I support them filling the gap between where they are now and where they want to be. Okay. Which statement did you guys like better? Thank you. Oh yeah, no I am. I actually am. I'm recording. I'm recording right now. So this is where, go, 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 go. You got uncomfortable, but you went there. That's when you know you're onto something. When you start doing that resistance, keep going. It's right there. You help people fill in the gaps. Because you love people. I want to do business with someone like that. I don't even know what the hell a life architect is. And I'm a coach. So if it feels like jargon, it is. Who are you and what do you actually do? Awesome. Thank you for sharing. Was that helpful? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes, ma'am. Yes. It's bullshit. People want to see genuine. Yes. You're coming with the sprinkles. <laughs> and you got no ice cream. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Yes. Can we get a clap for that? Yes. Yes. It's all about getting back to you. Because if you're chasing the external validation of someone saying you're good enough, you're going to be really exhausted. Okay? So I know that we're running, we're probably overtime-ish, but what I will do, I've got slides about the tactics and stuff, so if you guys want to email me, I will be happy to email you these slides. But I just want to jump ahead. I think you guys did great work on your USPs. And if you want to send me your ideas, feel free to do that. I'm going to put my stuff on. I'm just going to jump there. Um, there's another lovely quote. You already know that stuff. So here's some resources for you. 
So Canva's great. I love Canva because they've got lots of font. It's very low cost if you can't hire a graphic designer or you can do Fiverr, but it saves all of your font colors and everything. You can create your own brand identity. So you're not having to go searching for everything. It's just there. Um, Fiverr's great if you need a logo. I've got that slide there if you actually need one. Um, invest a little more than you think you do because there's some, don't spend $5 on a logo. It's not gonna turn out good. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to work with the people and give them examples. You've got to know your values. Your values are going to help you with your logo. Yeah. And then I put together an ebook uh, for your five step guide to your power brand. This is free on my website. You can download it. It's going to help you with those taglines, with your value proposition, with selecting colors and tips on that. And then I do a group coaching circle for small business owners. I do them virtually and I do them in person. So if you go to this link, it has both options. There's an application for doing the virtual just to get a sense of who's going to be in there. Uh, I do this once a month in Southwest DC. I've been running it for a year and it's awesome. It's basically like a support group for businesses, but we basically what we did today, but in a much more concentrated format focus solely on that. So here is my information. I would love to hear from you guys and thank you guys so much for your attention. So thank you guys again. This was awesome. I had a great time. Thanks for spending your Tuesday night with me. What did I forget? Oh, look under your chair. There may be a gift for somebody. Oh, we, we got a winner. She won a book. I almost forgot. I, like, I was like, I'm going to be all sneaky and put something under your chair. So you just won a free copy of Spitting Fire. Yay. Oh, you can buy another one too. Great. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys.